On this episode of A Soul's Quest podcast, Omar and I are exploring the negative effects of not being aware of our blind spots and the consequences this has on our personal and professional well-being. Stay tuned. Well, hello. <clears throat> how are you? I am well. How about you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm excited about doing these episodes. All right. Yeah. All right. This is a, I think it's going to be <clears throat> a pretty cool ex- episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote about this topic in my, um, in my dissertation. Oh, so yeah? it's a pretty interesting topic because it's relative to leadership and individual leadership uh-huh. as well, right? No, absolutely. So in our professional and our personal lives. So, yeah. so, so what, are we, what are we discussing? We're then? talking about blind spots. Blind spots. What do you think blind spots are? Um, blind spots are, <clears throat> I think that, obviously, the things that we are not, we are unaware of mm-hmm. uh, and things that we don't get to see about ourselves in relation to our own individual perception of ourselves, but also in relationship to others, right? Mm-hmm. So there's things that we are able to recognize and see and things that we're not truly aware of what it is mm-hmm. that we are doing or how we are affecting uh, other people. Right. And so and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, the consequences are how we affect other people and the consequences of that. And And also how we affect ourselves. And, and also um, not having blind spots doesn't allow us to see our um, limitations and our Mm -hmm. weaknesses in terms of interacting with other people and in our leadership style within Mm -hmm. organizations. And um, even in, you know, your personal life within your relationships and things like that, it can really affect you when you have blind spots and you're not aware of, how you're treating that person in your mm-hmm. your family, your spouse, your significant other, or whatever. So, but also, <clears throat> I think in the positives, because we also have blind spots in the positive things that we do. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us sometimes, uh, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to make I statements. So, <laughs> speaking for myself, mm-hmm. I know that there are times in which I devalue certain aspects of myself because I don't see those qualities mm-hmm. as helpful or beneficial mm-hmm. um so i think that that's a good point actually i didn't write about that no but but technically <laughs> typically we always look at things in from the negative standpoint mm-hmm. right and things that we are missing but there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that we do have and that we do possess mm-hmm. that well, we're blind spots is that. like a derogatory way of of it's not derogatory because it is what it is but it is not mm-hmm. highlighting the fact that there are things that are very valuable about ourselves that Correct. are good qualities that we don't we're not aware of that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say it to each other all the time. Well, I'm not good at talking in front of people or, you know, I'm afraid of doing a presentation and then I do a presentation. And I'm like, I knock it out of the park or I get Correct. good feedback or something like that. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's <coughs> aspects of those, you know, mm-hmm. because everything's dual. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, and, and, and there's things in which you, you gotta be aware of those mm-hmm. things. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, leadership isn't just about managing people. It also involves a level of self-awareness or mm-hmm. a, a tremendous amount of self-awareness actually Mm -hmm. (laughs) and emotional intelligence which you know uh, self-awareness is that foundation of emotional intelligence and the ability to understand and adapt to different situations Mm -hmm. but blind spots can hinder that and -hmm. i think it hinders it in the dual that we're talking about because if you don't know the good qualities then you're not emphasizing on those things and if you're not aware of the negative qualities that Mm -hmm. you have that also uh, you know causes a, a domino effect in terms of uh creating a toxic environment or an mm-hmm. uncomfortable situation. 
um, so, within your personal and your professional. Life. So, so for me, right? Because um, I got to, we got to look at it from <clears throat> standpoints, right? And then you're primarily focusing on the relationship of leaderships and in, in, in that environment of professional, mm-hmm. right? I look at it. I'm looking at it from the perspective on the individual, mm-hmm. right? So there's this this thing out there. It's called unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. The things that we are unconsciously biased about. Um, that that kind of like resonate within us, and and you see it portray portray particularly like in culture wars and things of that nature, right? Right. Um, but for me, yes, there's that. You know that that these things that we we might do on on unawares and the effect that we have on other people. Uh, but from the individual standpoint, the individual person, because you will talk, you will focus on the leadership aspect, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to focus on the individual. But I want to make it clear that. Even though I'm focused on that leadership aspect, that's still an individual perspective. No, yes, I get that. Yeah, I get but that. I, I knew, I know what you're meaning. You're, yeah. you're focusing more deeply on the individual. Yeah, because so. again, it's like a leader is an individual, mm-hmm. and leading others is based on leading individuals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when I think of this particular topic, I start looking at yes, from the from the from the one side of yes, the negative unconscious bias, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and what I mean by that Sorry. <coughs> is what I mean by that is, you know, you start focusing primarily on the things that are doing incorrectly, uh, <clears throat> the weaknesses that you guys, ha- that you might have, mm-hmm. the, the, those type of things in which will hinder growth, uh, personally, you know, my trauma, my things, you know, uh, um, the blind, uh, in, in those aspects, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough in this. I don't recognize that I might be doing certain actions, taking certain actions and hurting other people. But also then it is the focus on the things that are working, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we have a blind spot to that. And I want to emphasize on, on that. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this kind of like repetitive right now, but I want to focus on the things that we're not that we're not working. So I've been working on becoming a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to the trainings and, and understanding that. And there's the, the SWOT analysis, right? You know, strengths, weaknesses, um, uh, strength, weaknesses, um, opportunities, and threats and threats, mm-hmm. right? I forgot the T. That's all right. I always forget the T. Don't forget the T. That's know. important. <laughs> and, and, and but whenever we, th- traditional management always focuses on the weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that we have to start looking for, looking at, is really focusing on, on a lot of our strengths and the blind spots that we actually are having towards our strengths because we don't put enough emphasis on it because, oh, this is part of what I do and I do this, whatever. So you minimize it instead of continuing to enhance it. So we do have a tendency to put a, blinders on that aspect of ourselves and focus primarily on the negative that's the unconscious bias that you're talking about right kind of well not necessarily not necessarily (laughs) because unconscious bias goes more into the cultural Mm -hmm. differences and and things of that nature Mm -hmm. and and, and then right now referring to right now it's primarily individually Mm -hmm. you know so um when you when you when you look at yourself you got to also look at the, the th- you should start looking at the things that are working for you and the things that you could actually enhance rather than the weaknesses, right? Yes, there are things that you could do better, obviously, and there's things that we are not able to see, but the more that you discover or you highlight your, your, your positives, the more that you're going to beginning to diminish and recognize areas in which you need to improve. Do you? I believe that you do. So I would push back on that a little okay. bit. And the reason that I would say that is because I think that when you focus on the things that 
you're doing really well mm-hmm. and only focusing on the things that you're doing well, you're not really addressing your weaknesses or your blind spots because you're not aware of those. So okay. I'm missing that point. If you're trying to make that point, I'm missing that because in order for you to become better and, mm-hmm. and grow and develop as an individual, let's talk mm-hmm. about the individual, mm-hmm. right? Um, in both your personal and your professional life. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about both, but from the individual perspective, if you're not addressing or recognizing those weaknesses or those blind spots or not exploring that you might have these blind spots and mm-hmm. be open to them, mm-hmm. then you can't develop and enhance the positives. Okay. Can so, you? so let's talk about that. <clears throat> like, give me, an, give me from, from your standpoint, which is because this is one of the things that you wrote about. Mm-hmm. Give me some blind spots that you feel are, mm-hmm. are worthy of discussion. So um, some blind spots, I actually have some examples, mm-hmm. um, is a, the first and the most important thing is the lack of self-awareness. Okay. okay. So, so, so lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. is the, um, it's, it's, it's a common blind spot. It's one of the most common blind spots that individuals have mm-hmm. across the board. So um, when they're not aware of their strengths and weaknesses, individuals, mm-hmm. then they make decisions that are outside their abilities and that can lead to failure. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. So personally speaking, for me, in my, my um, position with um, the people that I work with professionally, um, I tend to be a very direct person. Mm-hmm. I say things that are on my mind and I deliver the message the way that I feel like delivering it in that moment. Mm-hmm. That is a weakness because it's now let me just let me just address that because not everybody can handle that type of mm-hmm. um that kind of um how do you call that that kind of di- that kind of disposition or that character right mm-hmm. people are sensitive and so i have to recognize that while this is a good quality to have because you have to be able to speak your mind and be direct mm-hmm. i also had to be able to recognize the situation and the people that are involved in um, the way that I'm addressing them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so because I'm in a leadership position within my organization, <clears throat> I have to be mindful of each personality that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And on a personal level, individualistic level, I have to recognize I got to be mindful of how I deliver this to this person because they're more sensitive to this and that and whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's okay to be assertive and direct, but how you deliver the message is also equally as important. So it's about being aware of being situational in that moment, situational leadership. Right. But, but again, it's like when you're saying about, you know, your blind spot is the fact that yes, you, you recognize in yourself, right. Because you're aware of the fact Mm -hmm. that, that you deliver the message right away. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how I deliver the message, mm-hmm. right? Now, what you're saying that you're blind spot is that sometimes you don't recognize, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to understand, mm-hmm. that the blind spot is that sometimes I'm not fully aware of how sensitive somebody else is Yeah. in different situations, mm-hmm. right? Now, yes, okay, I, I so I, underst- I understand that dynamic, mm-hmm. right? That, yes, I un- but but you are aware of it, Right. You recognize, yes, well, I'm yeah, an abrasive it's, person. It's something that I have discovered as I've gotten older. Yeah. I didn't care earlier in my life, mm-hmm. you know. So so but the idea is to 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 bring that that portion up to perspective. Right. So. 
the blind spot in you is that you say that you recognize and you addressed was how being abrasive affects other individuals. Is that what my, you're my to delivery say? with Your certain delivery. individuals can be abrasive for them? Okay. Because people are all different. I mean, it's happened in our relationship. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Mm-hmm. There's been messages that I've delivered and you just been like, dang, can you just be easy? You know, like, why did you have to say it like that? And it's mm-hmm. offensive. It can be offensive. Okay. And it took a lot for me to, um, step, st- step back and just kind of analyze how am I addressing Omar in this particular situation and how can I better communicate with him to drive the message without taking anything away from myself as a person, because what I feel and what I think is important. Mm-hmm. And that has to be, you can't just ignore that because okay. then you're just ignoring your, 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 your own being and that's not okay, but you have to be able to deliver a message to your significant other or to people that you work with in a way that is conducive that you get divid- the dividends come from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what will be those dividends then? The dividends is if I deliver a message to you that let's just say, for example, cause I haven't had to deliver a message in a long time. <laughs> but if I say something like, you know, if I come up to you and I'm like, your clothes are all over the freaking bedroom. This is driving me crazy. It drives me mad. It gets me really pissed when you don't put them in the hand. I don't know mm-hmm. if I just said it like that. But if I said, you know, it'd be really helpful if you could just um, put your clothes in the hamper. It's probably not a good example, but mm-hmm. there is a difference in that tone. There's a difference in the situation. You know, you might've just gotten off of work and I just address you in a mm-hmm. way that is abrasive. You're going to be like, Jesus Christ, relax woman, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's happened. Okay. But I think that when I come to you and I approach you in a way that, you know, it's really helpful to me when you take all your clothes and put them in the thing and Hey, are those clothes dirty? Do you mind putting them away? You know, adiosing that stuff or whatever. Then for you, it's sort of more light hearted and 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 it's a way for you to deal with yeah i gotta pick up that stuff you know? yeah yeah I, I can do that no problem i want to help you i want to help you you know what i mean because i'm asking you to help me so that in essence is instead that, of telling you that you're a loser because your clothes are all over the room mm-hmm. so then so then in, in, in this particular case what you're referring to is tact yeah that we have a blind spot when it comes to the tactfulness mm-hmm. as to our desire to have a voice is heard mm-hmm to doing what I what we want to do to be ourselves mm-hmm. but also we don't want to do that at the expense of others so mm-hmm. the blind spot that we want is to 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 use tactfulness yeah and not losing a, our identity not use without using that identity mm-hmm. and not taking away from somebody else yeah it's an okay. example it's one example okay uh, just using a personal sort of um mm-hmm. scenario you know what i mean that okay. that's important so w- what else what so else? other like, common blind spots that leaders and individuals have is overconfidence Okay. That was the other thing I was going to allude to when you were talking about your example, mm-hmm. because I think that when you're just focusing on the the good aspects of yourself or the positive aspects mm-hmm. of yourself and not your weaknesses and your blind spots or the things that you're not aware of, then you become confident because I don't think that we particularly will focus on our weaknesses. We won't think we have those weaknesses because we have all these things that are so great about mm-hmm. us. And that leads to overconfidence. Yeah, but but it's also, and this is kind of like when I do have to do a little bit of a, a, a bit of a pushback, right? Because it it's it, it, that particular idea of overconfidence um, is it's it's true. You know, sometimes we get a little over cocky, um, and then we start thinking, oh, I, you know, we can do no wrong, mm-hmm. right? And. Uh, I, I, when I think of this, right, I think about Marcus Aurelius, right, having somebody 
walking around behind his back, reminding him, you're just a human, you're just a human, mm. you're just a human. Yeah. Even though he was the emperor of the most powerful civilization in the world, you're just a human, you're just a human, you're just a human. You know, because we do need to have that that realization of of um, we are just a human being, yeah, right, and 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 to be humble and and to mitigate our risks, right. But on the other flip side of that too, and this is one of the things that I feel that a lot of our our our, our the audience that we work towards and the, the resonate with us is the the blind spot of not having enough confidence mm-hmm. no i get to live yeah, their lives right? absolutely because they and that's they, what you were alluding yeah, to and earlier, that's what the I'm duality to of these because, things because it's like <clears throat> it's all situational and individual wise right mm-hmm. because from my experience personally you know i i it may seem that i'm overconfident but i'm in reality I like i'm underconfident like I, sometimes i struggle with my confidence in the individual that i am what i've done what i've been through the person that i would like to be you know that's always been a battle and we always are battling that particular idea of self-worth in ourselves and within our capacity of performing something. So it's the blind spot is uh, it's either you're using too little of it of that confidence or you're using too much of it Yeah. And either one could be problematic, problematic. Absolutely. Cause I think what, because and that's a great example Mm -hmm. but i think that when you when you if you're trying to have a balance right of of mitigating the little too little confidence and overconfidence right Mm -hmm. when you're trying to mitigate that and balance that out that's one thing but when you know that you have little confidence and you overestimate in overconfidence then Mm -hmm. that can be um off-putting so then so people because I have people in my organization that I work with right now mm-hmm. who clearly, it's very clear that they have very little self-confidence in many areas of their professional and personal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But, and, they, and they bring it into the workplace in a way that is way over the top confidence. Like, dude, or Too dude, dudette, yeah. <laughs> don't stop. You got to stop this. You know, because it comes across as so... Um, it's it's just too it's too pow, it's too overcoming for mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean mm-hmm. to deal with because they're like, ah, this guy. It comes across as cockiness. It comes and across so you're compensating mm-hmm. in overconfidence for your weaknesses or for your little confidence. Yeah, and that's where you have to have that a delicate balance in in my opinion. Yeah, and that's that's like um um like understanding these things about you whether because it's hard to consider yourself overconfident, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you are, and typically when you are, you have to be humbled. Mm-hmm. Something happens to humble you. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's very seldom that a person that has high confidence will humble themselves. And sometimes because they believe in what, because they need to have that belief. They're in so what they're confident doing. that they don't even see that they can be humbled by something. You know, and 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 unless something goes 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 wrong, mm-hmm. because th- there is something to to be said about having a lot of confidence. Yeah. Because you achieve things, you, mm-hmm. you, you go from there. Um, but there's also that, it, it's kind of like those, those uh, when you were a little kid, right? And you were doing, playing outside, and you were doing like a little stunt, and then you take it to the next level, and then you take it to the next level. <laughs> and then you level, get hurt. And then it's like, uh, you're like, and you like, but you, but you took it to the next level and you landed. So he's like, yeah, I can do this. And then you take it to the next level. And that's when everything goes like, boom. And you're like, oh man. But 
you need that you need that push mm-hmm. uh to be able to do that now there are things in which you know um um you could think of i remember this fighter i remember watching this fight right um and it was uh adrian broner and carlos my my dana yeah, Maidana and, and, and Broner. It was a boxing fight. Okay, and, yeah, and, and Broner just started getting overly confident, mocking him, like dry humping him and oh, like really? doing all this stuff. Oh, wow. I don't and, remember this. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's out there. You could watch it. He was like very overconfident. And Maidana ended up knocking him out. Oof. You know, and because in those are, those are scenarios in which you, you need to state the objective course. Yeah. As to what your task is and what your goal is. Mm-hmm. And that's a healthy level of confidence when you can stay the course. When you can stay the course. Yeah. You know, but he completely was blinded by his cockiness and his arrogance. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and that leads to um, bad decision making. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And, and, and then not so much being blindsided, but just being knocked out. It's like, yeah. it's like. <laughs> you got knocked. <laughs> you, you know, you got, you know. It's like you get, you get, you get <laughs> not, you got, he's got knocked out yeah, because knocked it's out. like, there's, there's that level of arrogance that, that there's a line between being confident, good, really confident and becoming mm-hmm. arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, he surpassed that line, but at the same token, it was, it, it, it's, it came to bite him because mm-hmm. his goal was to win the fight. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing with May, like Mayweather. Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time, but he stays the course. He knows that he needs to get, win the fight. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot he before does. and after, but during, during the, the fight, fight he's focused. Yeah. I mean, he, and, but he looks confident, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But, but again, it's like, his goal is to win that fight. Yeah. Right, he is to win that fight, mm-hmm. and then afterwards he talks and he feels people don't like him much. But again, in his profession and his goal to win that fight, mm-hmm. he is supremely confident, but he's not arrogant about it. Right, not in the ring. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. in the ring. Yeah. And that's something that I think that um, that kind of like you know. And again, it's like I know that he's a controversial person, but when it comes to his profession. And what he does in between the ring, mm-hmm. he's supremely balanced mm-hmm. and understands he blind his blind spots. Right. You know. So yeah. so then what else do so we So another, blind, another spot, blind spot? Yeah, yeah, I have four total okay. <laughs> is inflexibility okay. and or rigidity. Mm-hmm. So people, leaders, individuals who are not open to change mm-hmm. have a blind spot in understanding their team members' needs. And in their personal lives, other spouse, significant others, um, children, Mm -hmm. family members, needs and concerns. And this can lead to a lack of trust and poor communication. Yeah. I think this is the one that that unconscious bias really kind of like fits fits in. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you you, you believe a certain point about a certain group of people, Mm -hmm. a certain whatever. And then you are so inflexible of seeing past the stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Past the... the the temporality the temporal the 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 singular from the plural like mm-hmm. you are able you're not able to see that so you 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 go and you create a group to be this certain way and then you you're you're you're, you're not changing mm-hmm. that um and that's one thing in which the unconscious bias the you're unconscious bias I, I see that right yeah. when it comes to race when it comes mm-hmm. to gender yeah. when it comes to your experiences of dealing with a certain type of individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, because not two things are always alike, even in a group. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's one thing. The other part that I see this, and this is kind of like playing to the detriment of our nation is in our politics, mm. right? There mm. is very, there's so much rigid, rigidity and, 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 um, inflexibility in compromising in finding like really good solutions to the collective good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and our leaders have failed us. Mm-hmm. Like in reality, they really, they really, really have because they have really kind of like battened down the hatches on their identity politics or their individual politics or their ideologies that the lack of flexibility is bringing the nation to a really interesting point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so then what, what, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, are you so inflexible that you feel that if you compromise, you actually are losing identity? Losing, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems that way. I it think seems that's that the, way. the message that's being driven. Yeah. yeah. Like it seems that way. Just, you know, but what we're, we're missing, we're, we're blinded to the reality that this inflexibility is going to cause our, 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 our nation in the long run. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we, you know, are so, we talked about this in another episode Mm -hmm. where we talked about being so rigid in what we think and what we believe, um, doesn't expose us to opportunities that may be beneficial for ourselves and for our growth and our development Mm -hmm. and for the betterment of our relationships, both Mm -hmm. professionally and personally. And I think that that is a a huge, it's a huge consequence, negative consequence, Mm -hmm. because I think that when you close yourself off to these things, you don't have the experience of life and, and and of experiencing that, um, your favorite word of, of achieving that bliss Mm -hmm. of being open and, and not having this, just this set, you know, like some people are just like, I just don't do this on Friday nights. I'm just not going to do it on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. And that's not it. But imagine if they went for a walk on a Friday night at the beach, one thing they wouldn't do. It's mm-hmm. a silly example, but imagine about opening up the, the, uh, just how you feel and your well being, And you know what I mean? And, and, and then from two standpoints, from the individual standpoint, right. In order for us to change, right. Because we get in our mental grooves. Mm-hmm. We met, you know, we are creatures of, of habitual happenstance, right. Because it all depends on the habit. So to change that habit, to have flexibility, to be able to transform mm-hmm. and, new, and and create very neuroplasticity in our brains to be able to try new things mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like I'm dealing with something like that right now that is like, that is, you know, um, that I had to recognize that that was a blind spot. I'm like, oh my God, I thought myself to be a flexible person, but an opportunity is coming up and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. I don't mm-hmm. know if I should do this. You know, so I'm very, very inflexible, but it's, I'm being pushed also yeah. to kind of like try this stuff mm-hmm. and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't, you, you think that you are yeah. and you think that you're open, but mm-hmm. are you, are you truly Mm-hmm. Are you truly open to like the possibilities of like of the other individuals or yeah. or or um or other circumstances mm-hmm. that 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 stuff and then we 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 are seeing as a collective you know we are seeing the results of that inflexibility playing out in our political arenas at the moment yeah oh definitely mm-hmm. yeah and so the final blind spot that's the most common, this is not an, uh, 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 an exhaustive list because there are many more blind spots. So these are the most common ones is a lack of empathy. Okay. And what do you mean by that one? So leaders who lack empathy, leaders and individuals who lack empathy mm-hmm. <clears throat> may have a blind spot in understanding their team members needs and concerns. Mm-hmm. This can lead to a lack of trust and poor communication. So I, I read the wrong one for inflexibility. 
missed opportunity, but we talked about missed opportunities and things like that. But I think that what happens is that when you don't have, um, I had a situation happen just recently where I had somebody come to me in, 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 um, good faith asking me about my opinion. Um, they know that I studied leadership, so they kind of value my opinion. And the thing that this person asked was, you know, do you think that my response to this individual in terms of their need to know more information was appropriate? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go too deeply into it, but I basically said, well, I don't think that you actually, you know, I think it's really important for you to reflect on your interaction with this person. You know, one of the things that I had mentioned to this individual long ago was that it's important for you to manage by walking around like MBWA, right? M manage by MBWA. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) manage by walking around. And that's a, uh, I learned it in my master's degree. It's really important because what happens when you're in a leadership position is sometimes you just, you're at Mount Olympus and you don't, you don't get to see, you don't see what's happening with your people. Mm -hmm. And when you establish relationships with people, and you know their 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 dog's name or you know what they were sick over spring break or they they yeah. you know lost a, a family member or something when you know these things about these people and you can be there to listen that's a that's showing empathy and mm-hmm. and sort of relating to their situation right yeah. um and that's a lot of people confuse that with Oh, I, I say hi to them every day. That's it's not the same thing. You got to connected. get to know your people. You got to connect, right? Yeah. And so when you have a lack of empathy, um, people, when you're not connecting with people, you're not establishing a relationship. So there's no mm. trust mm-hmm. and there's no communication because mm-hmm. they feel like, well, my 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 leader isn't interested in me or my Correct. my family member or whatever isn't interested. They don't call me and ask me how I'm doing. They mm-hmm. just don't care. There's mm-hmm. no empathy there, mm-hmm. and that causes concern and it's a huge blind spot because when you can have relationships with people like that you get more from those individuals in 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 both ways yes you know what i mean and i think that that is grounds for productive relationships Mm -hmm. and productive work environments and and you know what the interesting is right we work in we're living in an area right now in which people are very dissatisfied in their work environments Mm. right like a lot of us are really um, dissatisfied very ants um very um, heavy um, for a lot of different pressures, right? I mean, I think there's always been the case mm-hmm. that, that, that most people like because work is hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, but also at the same token, we are moving into in a direction in which we, and I, and I was watching a little clip from uh, Joe Rogan's episode about <coughs> uh, Joe Rogan's pop, podcast, and he was talk, they were talking about the fact that people are looking for experiences, right? Mm-hmm. like to to experience life like genuinely experience things in life right and there is no more powerful thing from a leader standpoint right in which you are creating an environment in which people feel engaged a sense of belonging which is one of our primordial um primitive yeah it's a need craving yeah. it's one of what those Maslow's hierarchy of needs is yeah. like the sense of belonging mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. and when you and if you are at work and you feel that what your contributions are acknowledged that you know that you are that you being um not so much not prime not primarily fin- financially yes but also in that emotional satisfying that emotional aspect of contribute contribute that you're contributing to something to a greater purpose to a greater a purpose greater, and yeah. and and that and that um um 
your opinion matters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like when that happens, you get a different person in your in in your in whatever it is that you're doing. You get a different person in your partner mm-hmm. when they feel that you belong, that you guys are doing things together. Mm-hmm. You get a different sense in your family. Mm-hmm. You need a different sense in your community. Mm-hmm. You get a different sense in, in collect me and exponentially, you get a different sense in the world mm-hmm. when people are attached and bound to something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that creates a greater sense of sympathy when you, as a person in charge or as a leader uh, or someone responsible for others, right? That you are able to create an environment in which, 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 which people feel safe and 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 comforted, mm-hmm. and that then so that they're able, that so they're able to thrive. Right. You know that right. is kind of like one of the beautiful things about um, leadership, that um, and recognizing that 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 blind spot of not having empathy, how that could benefit not so much the environment that you are working with. Mm-hmm. But it affects your bottom line too in a positive way mm-hmm. because the more productive and the better your employees feel, the more production, mm-hmm. the more impact, the greater income revenues mm-hmm. or whatever it is that your outcomes might be, yeah. you could actually get that. Are affected, yeah, definitely. Yeah, affected in a positive, in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So those are the blind spots. Those are the most common. There's uh, an ex- again, there's an exhaustive list. I, mm-hmm. I mean, couldn't talk about all of those in the time that we have. But we do have four strategies for how oh, people, leaders, leaders, and individuals, because we focus on the individual on a soul's quest and in uh, addressing their blind spots. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to seek feedback. Mm-hmm. Okay, leaders and individuals should actively seek feedback from their team members, peers, and mentors and family members mm-hmm. to gain a better understanding of their blind spots. Yeah. So that can be done very simply in um, what is called a 360 degree yes. um, assessment, 360 degree assessment. Yeah. And that's a good one because that's basically going to a subordinate, mm-hmm. somebody who's your equal and somebody who's above you mm-hmm. and asking them to give you feedback yeah. on their leadership. I've had that happen to me very much. So in my current leadership in my organization, mm-hmm. and it has been very, very valuable in on different levels Um, whether that person will listen or not is irrelevant Mm -hmm. but there have been many instances where the things that i have given feedback on this is when i chose to be direct and assertive and say you know you want to hear the truth Mm because you know i could lie to you but (laughs) (laughs) and um this person has been very gracious and very uh, you know very accepting about it um in some cases you know i just don't agree with that and i'm like okay that's no problem you just asked me to give you uh, some feedback but it is so important and i i I have asked for feedback myself. And one of the things that I've gotten back is, you know, you're, you can be, that was one of my blunt, the, that's Mm -hmm. where I got it. Like you're just very direct and sometimes your delivery stings. That's exactly exactly. the word that was used. And, and I can see that because even with you, I've delivered messages and you're like, Jesus, you know, a little kindness goes a long way. You know, you know, I have a (laughs) friend of mine, Mike Sancho. He says, he says this all the time. It's like feedback is a gift. Mm -hmm. Feedback mm-hmm. is a gift. That's good. And yep. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, I, I love the 360 assessment. Mm-hmm. I right? And you could use it in, because it's it's beneficial to your own personal development. Yeah. Right? Because the one, you know, the ones that I've seen done is uh, what, ca- um, what can I do more of? What I could do less mm-hmm. of? What can I continue yeah. to do? That's it's very simple. simple. Question. And this yeah. is very, mm-hmm. three very simple questions, mm-hmm. right? It's, there's a couple of do variations more, of it. But yeah, yeah that's a good do one. Do more of, mm-hmm. do less of, continue to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those three things. And you can learn a lot from the perspective and, and uh, from that perspective. 
Mm-hmm. But it is a gift yeah. because then you're able to identify, oh, I do this really, really well, but I know that I go, oh, perhaps I could take this particular thing and tweak it. So this area becomes better. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also you got to also, when, whenever you get feedback, you got to make sure you take it with a grain of salt too, yeah. Yeah. because you also have to understand like, who are you asking mm-hmm. and why are you asking right. them? Well, that's why you have to be careful about who you're asking and why Precisely. you're asking. Also, you have to be able to be mindful of the fact that there, everybody has an opinion. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so you have to be able to balance the feedback with with, with the feedback of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sort of mm-hmm. uh, mitigate that so that it works for you and benefits you. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the second uh, strategy is to practice self-reflection. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. That's a huge one. Yeah. So that's taking the time to just be with yourself, reflect on your um, your own behavior and decision-making processes to identify your blind spots. So mm-hmm. one of the ways that I find is the best way to do that is to just kind of sit by myself when I think through my day and I've come across a tough situation or whatever where I had maybe a negative experience that elicited this thought process, um, I like to write it down, you know, and, and there's moments where something will happen where I feel disrupted internally and I write it down and I'm like, okay, let me think about this. Am I wrong in what I said? Am I mm-hmm. overreacting by what I said? Or, you know, I'm going to go into this meeting and I'm going to go in with a better attitude because I need to be, um, you know, th- things like that. And yeah. I notice when I write them down, it's really helpful because I can reflect on those things and just kind of go back to it and say, well, this is how this came out as a result of mm-hmm. addressing this blind spot. Yeah, I mean, reflection is always good just <clears> to be able to look back at a situation, look about, you know, and ask those, uh, and ask those three questions. Mm-hmm. To yourself. What can I do? What I, what can I do more of based on this situation? What mm-hmm. can I do less of? Mm-hmm. And what can I continue to do? Exactly. You know, and that's a simple strategy that you could use while you are reflecting on what you did for that particular day. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The third strategy, which is one of my favorites, is embracing vulnerability. Mm. So people, I'm going to say people, both leaders and individuals who are open about their weaknesses and limitations can build trust with their team members and family members. Mm-hmm friends, family members, and create a more positive environment, both professionally and personally. Yeah. So one great person, I'm big on her, her books and whatnot is Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. for those people who want to learn more about that. I think that it's derogatory for a lot of people. Um, you know, I can't be vulnerable. This is a, you know, I'm at work or whatever. I can't be vulnerable even in a, in a, in a personal relationship mm-hmm. and families, mm-hmm. you don't want to be vulnerable because you don't want to be you taken wanna, advantage you wanna, of, you want to, you want to come up, you yep. want to come out on top, but being vulnerable isn't about those things. And, and we the, can talk a whole episode on being vulnerable. Yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, is like you, you, there's, there's two things that I do want to say about vulnerability. Number one is the fact that yes, you, uh, most people don't want to be vulnerable because we are still in the mammalian mentality of survival of the fittest. Yes. Right? So well, that's we still a good way to put it. Yeah. So we still we're still <laughs> in that mentality that I cannot be vulnerable because people will take advantage uh, will of take me. Advantage of yeah. me. And there's yeah. a, there's a certain truth to that. There I is. mean there's a truth mm-hmm. to that. I mean mm-hmm. that's you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. That the way that you mitigate that is by not going all in. It's like there has to be a reciprocity. And I learned this in the last few months. Like, in, you know, you have you have to be vulnerable, 
but you also have to be able to make sure that you're getting a reciprocity because I, why would I be vulnerable with somebody that really doesn't want nothing to do with me? Correct. Why am I going to continue to be vulnerable in a situation in which I'm no longer accepted? Exactly. Why am I going to put myself to that? And you have to be able to mitigate that. Mm -hmm. But when you find an environment that is a welcoming environment that opens you up and gives you that sense of belonging and you get that sense of belonging, that it is okay for you to feel safe and be vulnerable mm -hmm. and put your, your stuff out there. A leader, being a leader is a lonely thing. Right. It's a, it's a lonely island. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you have to be able to do this, all these things for yourself mm -hmm. um, and then be able to do that for other people as well, which is a very challenging thing to do. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I would say, again, just to emphasize, if, if if anybody's interested in learning more about vulnerability and the benefits of it. We'll have and, another episode. And yeah, I think that Brene Brown's books are amazing. And I think they're really, <laughs> they're super easy to read. And they really give good insight into being vulnerable. And, and we're not getting any people. kickbacks from this promotion. No, I wish way. I was. All right, well, then stop <laughs> All right. And the final strategy is to get outside help. And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is that individuals can seek life coaches, um, consultants who specialize in leadership development and, and, mm -hmm. and, and even therapy, if it's really that serious, you yeah. know, it doesn't have to be therapy. I think life coaching, somebody like yourself who does life coaching and sort of talking out your goals and what it is that you want to come out with in that session, in your, in your moments mm -hmm. together, right. Um, is a good way to self identify our blind spots, because it's my understanding that your job is not to identify our blind spots, no. but to help bring that out. Yeah. And I think that's a great, great tool for that. So if anybody wants a life coach, you can uh, sure reach out to Omar. So, but yeah, I know I, and I do appreciate that because a lot of the answers, uh, uh, again, this is, this is kind of like goes back to that line. There's nothing I don't know. Just hasn't come to me. Exactly. Yet. Nika I try Costa. to remember yeah. what Nika I chose Costa. to forget. You put that so YouTube video on this uh, episode. I, I, I do. <laughs> but it's like, but the idea is that is like we do have a lot of our answers and mm -hmm. we do have a lot of our, of our oh, stuff. Yeah. It's just being able to dig really deep. That deep, dig deep. <laughs> yeah. And then being able to find and, that place within us. And not being afraid of what we're going to discover. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Comment below with your thoughts and additional ideas. And remember to stay connected by sharing and subscribing.